2: Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Now premiering on the Studio DNA Network, Cif Pop Writers Room. A new show consisting of the writers of Sifpop.com. On a rotating basis, we'll be discussing some classic movies we're watching for the first time, some comic book movies, some nostalgic movies, and what TV shows we're currently watching. But each week, we'll also be taking a look at the movies that are coming out soon and give our thoughts on how we think they will turn out. If you love movies, Sifpop Writers' Room is the place to be. So come on in and we will pull up a chair for you.
2: Do you like sports? Cause we like sports. Let's talk about sports.
0: It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. It's Sports
1: Yak. Welcome to episode 214 of the Sports Yak podcast. You mean the Rick Ruschel episode? Rick Ruschel? Don't
0: you remember him as a kid pitching for the Cubs in the 70s? And then he went to the Giants in the 80s. Fact in the All Star Game, he was the guy that gave up that Titanic home run to Bo Jackson in the nineteen, uh, I believe it was eighty eight All Star Game. But uh, for the Cubs, he was a twenty game winner in nineteen seventy seven. Very consistent pitcher, and he won two hundred
1: fourteen games in his big league career. When you said the word Rick. My mind went to flair instead of Russia. <laughs> One wonders do you think we'll ever dedicate an episode to a professional wrestler? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Family Broadcasting Corporation, well, the
2: going wild. in association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network, presents oh sports Yak. Oh One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but. Somehow, they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! Good! It's good! It's good! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer, This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever!
1: On today's episode, we are going to talk about the big ones. Football. Baseball. And let's start... With Basketball. Well, the NBA has given its
0: players this 100-page document to explain how life in the bubble at Disney World down in Orlando will be as the league gets ready to resume play next month. So the season begins July 30th. I think there's going to be maybe three preseason games for each team to kind of work its way back in. They'll have this brief end of the regular season to determine playoff positions and that'll start the playoffs on august 17th and i think they're hoping to be done with the uh the nba finals uh sometime around the end of september early
1: october what were the big questions as you peruse through the document that you walked away with? What were your big questions? Well,
0: you know, number one is as you go into this, okay, what happens if a player tests positive for COVID? What do they do with them? And um, obviously, they're going to try to put that player in isolation right away. Get them away from other players. They're going to go back and look at videos and see, all right, who has this player been in contact with? And then have those people tested right away. Uh, Once the player is put into isolation, they're given a second test within 24 hours, second COVID test, to make sure that the first test wasn't a false positive. If, If you get, like, the first test is a positive and the second test is a negative, then the third test will be given in 48 hours, and if that's negative, that player goes back into... Where everybody else is, if it's positive, then the quarantine, of course, would continue.
1: Hmm. We talked about this on the previous episode with the ages of different coaches in football. Mm-hmm. Does that apply to NBA coaches? So, in basketball,
0: there they do have kind of a a setup that they're going to have on the bench, where the first row of the bench, because they're communicating with the players. Doesn't necessarily have to wear a mask, but the second row of the bench has to wear a mask. Mm. Uh, second row might be, you know, players who are uh, out of uniform that day for whatever for injury reasons or something like that. Assistant coaches that aren't necessarily used in the communication process, trainers, etc. So. It'll be interesting to see how each one sets up and then you do have some older coaches in the league guys like Greg Popovich from San Antonio and uh how how will he cope he you know he's been very outspoken on a number of issues uh most of them dealing with race lately but he's also been outspoken in the covid issue about how it's not been handled properly so we'll see what Popovich does uh, when he's on the sidelines.
1: How many teams go into Florida? 22. So that's 22 private chefs. Mm -hmm. Each team gets a chef. What else was a big uh, Disney World? Oh, look at this. Oh,
0: Well, you get a players-only lounge where they've got NBA 2K in there. They've got different TVs. They've got gaming, swimming pools, hiking trails. You've got barbers, manicurists, pedicurists. 24-hour VIP concierge, I guess, to maybe import things in
1: that you need. No doubles in ping pong, by the way.
0: No doubles playing ping pong. Um, Daily entertainment with movie screenings, DJs, uh, ping pong, outdoor games. And still, there are some players that might have health concerns because of the COVID pandemic who might say, I don't feel comfortable going down there, and they have the right to opt out if they want to. No fans. No fans in the stands. But players, because you're inside the bubble, players can go to games where they're not playing. Okay. So it might be interesting to see if, there's heckling going on
1: from other players Special in the commentary, do you think, might happen? You, you never know. Hey, if you're coming to this game, would you mind slapping on a pair of headphones? Well, and- S- see,
0: I don't know that the announcers will be there, but they might have an extra set of headphones available. Yeah. But I believe most of the announcers are supposed to do the games from their home city. Wow. Like watching on a monitor or something like
1: that. And when does this all take place? Uh, the season
0: is supposed to begin July 30th. Okay. So we'll see. It's going to be really interesting to see how this experience takes off. I think people are going to be starved for games, that's for sure. We've gone really since early March without seeing any kind of baseball, football, basketball, or hockey Hockey's been very quiet as of late as to when they're resuming. I don't know what the holdup on their plan is. Football looks as though it will start on time, although we've heard of positive tests for various players, including Ezekiel Elliott from the Cowboys. But, you know, positive test in June does not mean that you can't play in September, obviously. right? So... The NBA looks as though it might be the first to the table. Mm. That's because baseball has just bungled the situation sideways, upside down. This is unbelievable. The lack of leadership from Rob Manfred, the, the lack of being able to negotiate between the owners and the players' association, it's just been handled terribly. And it's like, now now you're hearing reports that there are multiple owners um, who don't even want a season. They say just don't even bother to play. And it's like, wow, you're going to sacrifice an entire year uh, just out of spite? I, I don't understand it. I, I think baseball... Baseball has put itself where it might drive the sport right off the cliff. Wow. Mm. You know, we we heard that um, about a week ago, Rob Manfred went on TV and said, oh, yeah, we're going to have a season. One way or another, we're going to have a season. And then Monday night, he's telling ESPN, eh, not so sure. <laughs> not so sure that there's going to be a season. And. You know, the negotiations had broken down Friday. Saturday, Tony Clark, former Detroit Tiger, who's the head of the Players Association, basically tells Major League Baseball, look, we're done negotiating because we're not getting anywhere. Every proposal you send us and every proposal we send you is 10 miles apart. The commissioner has the right to have a season, he says, so it's time to get back to work. Tell us when and where. And Rob Manfred still hasn't told anybody when or where. Mm. So I don't know what I, – I think a big sticking point right now for baseball is the health protocols because unlike the NBA where they're going to have all these players in a bubble, baseball had hoped to be playing in home stadiums. I think that's going to be awfully tough to do. Mm. And the problem is, okay, they had talked about playing in Florida and Arizona where, you know, the spring training sites are and things like that. Well, both of those states currently are having surges of COVID outbreaks. Now, how bad those surges are, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is right now baseball seems to have no plan for how to get back on the field. And... It's a sport that had been drawing fans to the stands just fine, but the TV ratings kept going down and down. And I don't see it getting better anytime soon.
1: Speaking of baseball, you and I have not talked about this at all. Did you catch the Sunday night documentary, Maguire Sosa, and if so, your thoughts? I have not watched it. (laughs) I have seen enough from enough people
0: whom I respect who watched it that Basically, I don't know. It, it's almost taken away my desire to see it. I've not read a single kind word. Yeah. Um, basically, it. I mean, you're going to see plenty of home runs as you would expect. Yeah. And hear the calls. And and it was a very special summer. But I don't. It does not sound as though the director really did a good job of picking a way to put this into perspective. Um, they focused far more on Mark McGuire than they did on Sammy from what I can fathom, Mm -hmm. had a lengthy interview with the guy that caught McGuire's 70th home run ball, which who cares? I mean, that's not what this is supposed to be about. Right. I think they were trying to capture what that summer of 98 was like. And it was a very special summer, um, I remember that was kind of my last year of working full-time at WNDU, and every weekend it seemed like Sosa and McGuire cranked some, and, you know, we were running the home run calls and the whole bit, and it was was obviously the
1: big story every weekend. You'd pass in the hallway with coworkers and go, all right, what number's he on? Yeah. Well, Sosa's here. Well, they're playing tonight against this person or whatever. I remember that. So – very special summer, and from the sounds of
0: it, this documentary didn't quite capture. And, of course, you know, you're coming off Last Dance, which was just yeah an exquisite piece of work, and I think anything that followed that was going to kind of go downhill, but this really seemed to have come up short.
1: That's too bad. Well, are you ready to segue into football, my man? Let's do that because uh, today...
0: On our 46 Sports Twitter and Facebook pages, Bob and I will be releasing our high school football schedule, but because Corey has begged and
1: pleaded, (laughs) we will release it here as well. Let me ask you this before you dive into this list. What precautions are you having to deal with coming up? Are you in planning with, or is it just going to be back to normal come football time?
0: Well, that's a heck of a good question. And I don't really know the answer to it. I do know that I have sent out um, emails to each and every one of these athletic directors requesting space in the press box, understanding that there will be social distancing issues. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of them replied, some of them didn't. But all of them who replied, replied in the affirmative. And... We'll see. I mean, nobody really knows what we're getting into on August 21st.
1: How big is your crew on a Friday night?
0: Most of the guy. well, there's just two of us in the press box. Mm -hmm. That'll be Bob and myself. Uh, We have three announcers. We have three camera people. We have a director, audio person, engineer, replay operator, uh it's somewhere between 10 and 12 people depending and they're all spread out they're all spread out some of them are in the truck yeah but even there they're spread out even there yeah they're i mean the only two that are next to each other are um the replay operator and the engineer okay so if they want to wear masks that's fine the director and the graphics person sit up front the audio person sits in the middle of the truck there's there's enough. For, and the camera guys, of course, are spread out. um.
1: So, so when you put together this list, Chuck, just to give us a little uh, how the sausage is made, do you ask if you can broadcast the game? Do you ask both athletic directors or do you just say, hey, we're on our way, we'll see you there? How does that work?
0: Tip, in the past, it's pretty much been we're on our way, we'll see you there. This year I sent out emails before we release the schedule because I didn't want anybody to turn around at the last minute and say, no, you can't do this. Yeah. Which this year would certainly be the right. Now, this is the schedule as of today. Could change. Could change. Okay. I mean, I, I have no control over <laughs> a lot of – a it, lot of things that go on in this world. No crystal ball in your cubicle. No. Okay. But the season is supposed to begin August 21st. Okay. And when it begins, we plan at being at Jake Field in Dunlap for the first game for the new Elkhart High School taking on Concord. Elkhart has some marquee players, including Rodney McGraw, defensive end, who's headed to Penn State, of course, it's a combination now of the two schools, Central and Memorial. And Memorial had some speed coming back. They've got some guys like Derek Woods and Tyron Mason who now play for Elkhart High School. So Elkhart's got some some tremendous talent, but Concord has speed as well. They've got players like Amarian Moore and Zavin Koltukian. Craig Kaler's got to find a quarterback. So does Josh Shattuck for Elkhart. So that should be a, a fascinating game on August 21st originally I kind of figured there'd be a packed house there and there still might be. I don't again know what the social distancing rules are going to look like come August. But anyway, that's how we start our season August 21st. Okay. August 28th, we're going to do new Prairie at Culver Academy. We haven't done game down at Culver Academy for football, since I've been here. So it's been probably 20 years since we've been down there for a football game.
1: What's attracting you at this time? Well, New Prairie's got a brand new coach in
0: Casey McKim and wanted to find a way to get them on. And this this is always like putting together a jigsaw puzzle. Sure. Because you kind of, there's certain things that, okay, this game we got to do. This game we got to do. And there's usually three or four of those. In a season. And then you start trying to work around those games. Because we don't want to have a team on more than twice during the season. And we want to try to get on um, the better teams, obviously, or teams that have a storyline behind them. Well, both New Prairie and Culver Academy are coming off winning the seasons. Uh, it's a chance to get them both on that we wouldn't have any other time during the year. So we decided to go with that game. Uh, Casey McKim, the new coach at New Prairie. Andy doral has been at Culver Academy something like 23 years now. He's done a great job there, and they've got some talented players, Elijah Pack and Jabari Brown. So we'll see how that one comes together on August 28th down at Oliver Field. In week three, we're going to do two games. One is going to be on a Thursday night up in Michigan. The other is going to be on a Friday night in Indiana. Listen to you. So the Thursday night game in Michigan could be the first game at the new Berrien Springs Stadium, if they get that done in time. Okay. Uh, If not, it'll be played up at Lakeshore. Berrien Springs taking on Constantine, two teams that went to the playoffs last year, two teams that we – Barryon Springs, we haven't had on forty six in about fifteen years. We've never had Constantine on. Uh, Barryon Springs has a brand new coach in Elliott Uzalak. Oh yeah, I know to be that the name. coach up at Benton Harbor. Former Navy football coach. He's seventy eight years old, and he's coming back to coach the Shamrocks. Wow! And they've got pl- pretty good uh, two way player in Marshall McFarland. Constantine. Uh, won eight games last year, went to the playoffs. They've got some tremendous young talent. They've got a kid named Caden Hetensperger, who is a terrific running back and a receiver by the name of Braden Clark. So could be an offensive shootout, and it would be neat to be the first game at the new Sylvester Field. But either way, we'll be happy to have those two teams on. So that's a Thursday night game. We would run it probably Friday night at 7, Saturday morning at 11.30. Uh, we would run in our normal time slot Friday night at 11, Saturday morning at 9, the Friday night game, which will be Adams and Riley. Two South Bend schools going head-to-head. We haven't done that in a while. Riley has a Division one player, Western Michigan recruit by the name of Tyson Lee. Uh, they've got an interim coach this year in Justin Kinsey. Uh, they, many people believe they might be the best team in South Bend this year. Adams, of course, lost its quarterback, Ira Armstead. He went to the University of Virginia. So what will Antoine Jones do to rebuild that team? Uh, They've got some talented receivers, guys like Sidney Jeffries and Braden Saxton, Lynn King at tight end. So we'll see Adams and Riley on a Friday night, September 4th, at Jackson Field.
1: What's the story behind the interim
0: coach? Well, Jarvis Edison is pursuing his uh, master's degree, I believe. And so in order to do that, he needs to dedicate some time to his studies. Okay. So he's stepping aside for a year to do that. Justin moves up from defensive coordinator. Good for him. And um, we'll see how that all unfolds. Okay. September 11th, remember earlier I said there are certain games where you just look at it and say, we got to put that on. Got to be there. Mishawaka has moved from the NIC to the Northern Lakes Conference. The old coach at Mishawaka was Bart Curtis. He's now at Warsaw. And in week four of the season, September 11th, Mishawaka goes to Warsaw.
1: <laughs> I see that one right there. So you I see what you did there. You've
0: got uh, the old coach taking on his old school, Mishawaka with a dynamic quarterback in Justin Fisher, uh, Warsaw with a 1,000-yard rusher in Juan Jaramillo. They both run the same offense. So, you know, let the chess match begin between Keith Kinder and Bart Curtis. Should be a lot of fun down at Fisher Field. Then September 18th, week five of the season, here's another one where you look at the schedule and you say, okay, well, this is going on. Elkhart, of course, has combined into one school this year. It is the seventh largest school in the state. The sixth largest school in the state is Penn. And Penn goes to Elkhart in Week 5.
1: Ooh. The first game of the Elkhart-Penn rivalry. Yes. That'd be fun. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, Then you've got
0: in Week 6, we left that as a to-be-announced. Okay. That lets us kind of evaluate, okay, who's having a good year? What's a good matchup that maybe we didn't foresee
1: it we'll, could be a dark horse all of a sudden that's got five wins Yeah, that you didn't realize could have five wins. You know, how's, how's Russ Radke doing down there at
0: Knox? They play a yeah. bill that week. How? What would that game be like? Okay. Is um, is John Rudabuck at Wawasee having a good year out of the blue? They take on Plymouth. I don't know much about Plymouth's personnel coming back. They lost a lot of seniors, so could that be a good game? Something up in Michigan might be happening. Yeah, you you don't know. So just we'll see what happens as we get closer to week six, September 25th. October, though, I like the way October shakes out here for the last three weeks of the regular season. Two really good quarterbacks, two schools that have never played each other before. Again, Mishawaka moving to the Northern Lakes Conference, Mishawaka and Northwood. Talk about two schools with wow. great football traditions. Yeah. Uh, both of them with returning quarterbacks. Nate Newcomer at Northwood. We talked about Justin Fisher already at Mishawaka. Healthy fan base. Healthy fan bases <laughs> should be a great crowd at Jim Andrews Field. Oh, okay. okay. Yep. October 9th, um, in Middlebury, they're building a new facility for Northridge Sports. Uh, softball complex, baseball complex, football complex complex, and we'll visit that football complex for the first time on October 9th when Concord plays Northridge. Could be, could have some ramifications for the Northern Lakes Conference. We'll see. Uh, Tom Wogaman has done a great job rebuilding the program over at Northridge. I shouldn't, shouldn't say rebuilding. They didn't really have any kind of sustained success uh, before Tom got there, and Tom has helped really put that program on the map in the NLC. They've got a really good running back in Dominic Crowder. And, of course, we'll see what Concord is like by that point. But Craig Kaler usually does a pretty good job with the Minutemen. And then we'll close out the regular season in Week 9 on October 16th with the long-standing parochial rivalry of St. Joe at Marion. And it. Was not a good game last year. It was a 41 nothing blowout. But we'll see if the Indians make some strides here behind a veteran offensive line, a returning quarterback in Matt Eck. Asante Anglin is a speedster. But, uh, you know, the cupboard's not exactly bare over at Marion. They've got Maddox Pagonia. They've got Malcolm Anderson. They might have to rebuild that defense a little bit around Mitchell Minting. But I would expect Michael Davidson would still have a pretty good team.
1: You've just heard... The lineup for uh, Chuck's football season, can I see that somewhere and take a gander at it? Well, today we
0: are going to do our preview of that season and the unveiling of the schedule on both the 46 Sports Twitter and Facebook pages, and yes, that schedule will be posted there as well.
1: All right. Thank you. That's a a great, great great-sounding schedule. Let's see what happens come fall. I... I hope we can show each and every one of those games. Yes, I do too.
0: So that would mean that there would be some sort of sense of normalcy in my life at least. Yeah. (laughs) And hopefully it would help provide it in yours as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I I do want to make a couple of high school notes here. Uh, There are a couple of coaching moves. Tuesday we saw that uh, Jerry Smith, stepped down as the head coach at Bremen after four seasons there for the boys' basketball program. So that job is open, and I'll tell you what, Bremen's got some decent young talent coming back. They've got three juniors who scored in double figures last year as sophomores, so uh, they could be ready to build. It'll be interesting to see who applies and who decides to uh, get that job at Bremen. Uh it, Kyle Evans, who used to be the head coach at North Judson, just took the job at Culver. He's got to rebuild a program that only won nine games in the last three seasons, only one last year, so he really has some retooling to do there, but he did a pretty good job at North Judson, just kind of fell out of favor with some people on the school board, and that'll happen in a small town in Indiana, that's for sure. And then up in Michigan, the big story is Niles, is moving to the Wolverine Conference. Now, this will be the third different conference for Niles. For years, they were in what was called the SMAC, the Southwest Michigan Athletic Conference. And they were kind of getting their hand heads handed to them in that league. So they moved to the BCS, the Burying and Cast St. Joe League, for this year. And they wanted to reestablish rivalries with Edwardsburg and Dwajak and so they will move to the Wolverine Conference next year, taking the place of South Haven, who will be moving to the BCS.
1: Those sound like better local rivalries for Niles. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, Niles and dewajag
1: that should be a game every year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Niles, Berry, and Springs, can that happen? Uh, not in the Wolverine conference hmm. no now okay. that
0: would happen in the BCS okay but uh, not in the Wolverine Conference but Niles and Edwardsburg I mean that's yeah that's a very short trip for the Vikings and the Eddies to make so I I think that's a good fit we'll see how the Niles teams are able to to handle the competition but it, it's got to be a little bit frustrating for Jeff up. Jeff Upton and the administrators up at Niles, you're in one conference in 2019-2020, another in 2020-2021, and another still in 2021-2022. Scheduling can't be too fun.
1: And let's throw a pandemic in the middle of all that, too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, Chuck, good report there, my man. Thank you for uh, that information. Gladly. uh, Once again, you're on the Twitter, right? At 46sports. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Yes, it's few and far between these days, but something tells me we're going to ramp up to our usual schedule here sooner than later. One can only hope. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Rick We've had some fun and yeah, the show is done. Now we got to run. It's Sport Jack. Sport
2: Jack. Sport Jack is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. You've been listening to Sports Yak with Chuck Freebie and Corey Mann as himself. Produced by Corey Mann, the Sports Yak theme song by Rhett Walker. Production elements and voiceovers by AudibleGenesis.com. Engineered by Phil souza Executive producer is Danae Hughes. In partnership with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Interested in your own podcast? Contact Danae at danae at studiodna.media. From the parking lot! Sports Yak archives available on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com.
1: Everybody get out of here! There's a lobster loose! Oh, holy cow, he's loose!
2: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.